This is JD's podcast. JD's Rubber Boots podcast. We're going to sit and relax and tell you all sorts of stories. Mm-hmm. You know we're going to talk about life and sports. You know we're going to play some games. And if nothing else, you know we're going to have a laugh. We're going to have a laugh. Yeah, yeah. And this is the podcast. Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight? Episode, what episode is this? We did episode 18, 18 and then at the end of June. Two and then of we, the best of. Best of. We came back 18. in the middle of July. Yeah, for 19. For 19, which was the Rod Smith recap. Then we came back again at the beginning of August. Yep, that was 20. Yeah. And now it's the beginning of September. We're, <laughs> the summer's flown by. Man, it was a blur. Uh, an absolute blur. Good times. How many gigs did you do this summer? Man, uh, at least 30. You know yeah, what was cool? Lousy. What was cool like every was every other night when <laughs> when Lester got chosen to open at the end of the U two tour. I know that was huge. <laughs> yeah, hello, that, just I, went woo. I know. Hello, hello, hello. I just can't wait for the stories, but we again we want to yeah, save them for the fall. For the oh, next, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for the next batch. Do you think we'll lose all of our listenership because these podcasts <laughs> have been so lame in the summer? Do you think it's we not should have not have numbered them? Yeah. They should have not gotten credit as a real podcast. Yeah, it should have been like summertime. We need to do real content. Uh, Puffy, uh, my hair today, uh, you, were, you were commenting it yeah. on the way in. Uh, I'm kind of product, I went product free today. Yeah. Because it is summer and that's the way I roll. Yeah. And uh, we were saying that uh, your hair is your, I, I get the feeling that your hair works still product free. No. It's tight. No, it goes high. It goes it's high? Puff, it goes really puffy. I'm going to take out my headphones and give you my straight yeah. up right now. Yeah. So, like, this is me in the morning. That's when you wake up. And Cheryl's the, like, that's my man. That's me in the morning. Wow. Uh, but when I, I have very, f- I have a fair amount of hair, yeah. but it's very fine. Yeah, you don't look like you're losing it. No. So, no. it, uh, if I don't put product in, like, I think I benefit more from product than most men. Because if yeah. I don't have product in, I get out of the shower. You're about a four right This now. is me. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, you're like, you're. Not good. No. But you're about you four. start to swing in a little yeah. of the pomade, oh, yeah. things start to go better. You get up to a five and a half. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Then we, you go on TV, nine. But we, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The makeup magic. Uh, Akiko. I've said it before. You, you look you're, like you're, Kevin Costner. <laughs> you're a good looking dude. You're a good looking dude. That's totally... I'm, yeah, but Lester, come on. If I was, uh, um, if I was badass ugly, you'd still say, because you're trying to, you know, you want to survive on the podcast because it's paying the bills. Well, I've already been fired twice. You know, twice. I, uh, I think it's about 17 times you got fired. And uh, we don't know if you'll survive this one, frankly. Well, fair enough. <laughs> you notice how we haven't done a best of Lester's songs. Just in case there's a change coming in the fall. We don't want to be haunted by that. I did see Matt Cade playing the old guitar. That's right. I still have mine with me. And if I if I learn another note besides <laughs> another chord, chord you another mean? chord yeah. besides G. How's the G song G. coming along? Oh, We're it's coming along great, man. I'm just in the all summer. G is the only chord that Duffin knows. That's terrible. <laughs> um, the lyrics were better than Hello. Oh man. <laughs> Hello. 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 How you feeling? Christoph, you got to put in a little bit of hello every time we meet you. You know what? Hello. 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 You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send you the the track. The full thing? Yes. Full deal. Well, maybe what we can. Hold on. Can we download it? 
Yes, you can on iTunes. Well, see, I, I tell you what iTunes. we're no. I tell you Get what we're going to do. Spotify. Here's what we're going to do. At the end of this podcast, we're going to run "Hello" in its entirety. Yes, that's a good idea. Because if people want to turn it off, and by the way, this will be fun because Apple apparently has is coming out with this new program where you're going to be able to uh, find out all the sorts of stuff about the listeners of your podcast. Really? So when they stop listening, when they start oh. listening, when they're interested, when they're not interested, that could be hurtful. <laughs> I know. When it drops, puppy side pathetic goes. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'll just be crying. Uh, so. Uh, I'll have some information on you guys, and it'll be a lot more fun. Yeah. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll put Lester's song. Uh, Christoph will download it off of iTunes. Nice. And we'll put it on at the end of the podcast, and you guys can listen and sample yourselves. For sure. All right. Uh, Lester's a very talented musician. He just doesn't do quirky little goofy bits for us. He does songs, You're real songs. Kind. You're very kind to say. Also, this summer, we have to work on it. You promised me that I would take one of the old songs that I wrote and we would record it. You know somehow. what? You know yeah. what? We, that's, that's true. But I also want. Well, actually, to... we've been working on that all summer. Most of July and August. Listen, I've been on the road a lot too. So don't yeah, don't blame me, don't blame yourself. Well, you too. But, what uh, is the edge really like? <laughs> <laughs> He's just that. Um, but I do. I, I will say this, and I, I'm saying this on this podcast right now because I want to make sure that it happens. I had uh, told you already that I'm going to remix. Uh, don't take my goal away. Okay. okay, and and, and put I'm it out. Going there? to do that. Yes. Do I get a cut? Yeah, absolutely, you do. Damn straight. You get a cut. Of course, but, you do. But well, what about your uh, haul and ass uh, tunes? Yeah, that's what we, that's what we want. Yeah, well, that too. I want to hear some of those bad right. boys. Right. Well, you have, you, you know, wanna... just send me some lyrics, and you know, I'll do that. Uh, what the hell is this episode? What uh, are we doing? Twenty-one. What did I say we we're doing on this episode? Uh, this the best, oh, of the best of the interviews. Best of the interviews yeah. and. The full version of Hello. Hello maybe we yeah. should just maybe we should just do the full version of Hello and then end the podcast. <laughs> and, then, and then we have another one. That's four. Okay, yeah. so uh, we started when I started this podcast. Uh, the thought was that we'd have us four and some guests like Cade and and po- uh, Bump. Bump, thank you. <laughs> Bump would uh, would drop by and we'd talk for a little while and then we'd do interviews all the time. And so we started that way and then. The interviews became a bit of a pain in the ass, and I didn't like doing them over the phone. So when the fall comes, we're going to continue to do interviews, but not necessarily every week. Yeah. We'll do stuff like this. If a good guest comes in and I can get him face-to-face for 45 minutes, like we did with Tim Raines and Jay Baruchel. Yeah, those well, are good. Those are fun. I, the phone gets a little tough once in a while. Uh, Eric Stone Street's going to join us. <laughs> I promoted that 18,000 times. <laughs> He's like times. the Matt Damon of this I podcast. Know, I know. <laughs> so Kristoff uh, uh, went through and cut some of our favorite moments from uh, all of our interviews, beginning with our first guest, uh, Roberto Luongo. Bobby Lou, Bobby Lou, I cannot believe it's true. Never thought I'd see the day. That was uh, Lester McLean's uh, song that we wrote about Bobby Lou the year he got traded from the Canucks back to the Florida Panthers. And Roberto Luongo is our first guest ever on whatever the hell this podcast is called. Is this, in the honors in your career, top five, top three, this moment? Top one, no doubt. Thank you. Uh, humbled to be first guest ever. Thank you so much. Well, I know, and, and I can tell by the way when I when I texted you and asked you uh, last week, I I think it I took wrote me four days to respond. Uh, yeah, that's part of it. But I I said, <laughs> would you? I'm starting a podcast, and would you like to be my first guest? And your your one word answer was weak, as in W E A K. And I don't know if you meant you as the first guest or me doing a podcast. 
Well, I was actually referring to both. I mean, the podcast is very... It's uh, very 2009 or so. It's a bit of a downgrade from, you know what I mean? Yeah, my career's gone that way, buddy. You know know what's happened. (laughs) You've you've read the news. Mirroring each other as far as career pathways, you know? (laughs) Somewhere along the way, in the midst of what was a very tumultuous time in your career, that year with you and Schneider together and... I guess that was the lockout season, right? And where you, nobody knew what was well, we going to happen. Few, we did a few other ones between that. Yeah, that we did. A, oh no, we, are you right? We did the poetry thing first, we right? Did the poetry one, and then we also did another one, like an uh, interview or something, where we talked yeah, about your bathroom but it was incident. Like a, about the bathroom break, the right? One where I started. Like, Do you yeah, want to come yeah. clean on that, or has that been done already? Have you? Yeah, like, no, that's done and over with. Like, was that? It was, was full there? blown, though. Like. The full blown D, right? In the bathroom? For sure, yeah. <laughs> like, right. explosions and everything. Right. Did you have time, did you, like. Did I, ever, did, I t- did I ever tell you the story of. Um, I, I mean, I've read it a few times. I've said it a few times. I don't know if you've ever heard it. Like, the, the, next, the next day, we, uh, or a couple days after we were eliminated, we were uh, at Kitts Beach on the patio having a drink. And then uh, there was like, a big fire truck that just drove by. And the guy in the fire truck threw a roll of toilet paper on our table. <laughs> that's outstanding. That's, yeah. See, that's Canadian hockey fans. That's what you're missing yeah, now. I know. That would not happen yeah, in Sunrise. At the time, it wasn't even really official that you know that was that was happened. But I guess uh, you know the story was out already. That's fantastic. The next one I'll give you full credit for because uh, during the lockout year, when you and Schneider were together, and there was going to be all sorts of awkwardness. Uh, you yep. kind of texted me out of the blue and said we should do a story about um, the two of us, you know, battling to be the number one. And even though we yep. were acting like it was really nice behind the scenes, there was this big fight. We have a little clip from that. Number two? Nope. Number one. Again, the, the bottom level humor. You make a poop joke, and that was probably the thing that people remember most from that piece, right? <laughs> yeah, that was a good piece, actually. I, that was the one I enjoyed doing the most, just because, uh, you know, that's all people were talking about at the time, was, you know, me and Schneids, and uh, obviously making it uh, something that it wasn't, so I thought it was a good, it was a fun little idea, and obviously Schneids is, is, is great, great guy, he was, he was into it right away, and, and you know, uh, he came with material, like he came exactly. with with material. He contributed and, and yeah. had his own ideas, which which was perfect, right? Like, so that's why that's I, why we got along so great the whole time together, and we you know didn't make uh, our situation an issue just because you know we're just easy going and, and wanted to make the best out of a tough situation for for was probably both of us. One thing I'm always amazed at with hockey players is they're always wi- wizards with technology because they have so yeah. much time sitting around in their hotel room. So is that where you spend your time, certainly from September to January, is playing with your fantasy football league teams? Yeah, mostly. I think, um, you know, it's, it's something that I enjoy and I take seriously, you know, and uh, that's part of the you know being an athlete and the competitive nature and it has nothing to do with, you know, uh, winning, uh, let's say, money per se or, or anything like that. It's just, it's just good competition, right? It's fun. I do, I do three, four, four of them with like uh, fans on Twitter or people that I know. You know, just just out of pure, you know, competition-wise. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, as you know, I, uh, when you're on the road, it's you got a lot of time to look at that stuff. When when you're home, not so much. You know, you got a family, but 
Um, you know, as you know, I spend a lot of time in the bathroom, so uh, I do a lot of my work there. <laughs> so that's an ongoing problem. It wasn't just that night <laughs> yeah. in Anaheim. Yeah, no, it's, that's a problem that I've had my whole life. So, I mean, uh, you know, you just got to deal with certain things and, and make the best out of them. You're, you're joking, right? You have, do you really have problems? Well, you're, well you know, I mean, I have, uh, you know, should, on game days, uh, just for... Oh, is it ner- something nerves? Yeah, probably it's probably nerves uh, plus uh, you know IBS, um, you know stuff like that. But on game days, I go to the bathroom uh, five to six times a day. Whoa, so we're talking. Yeah, we're we're talking number two here. Yeah, number two, number two. It's it's, wow. it's it's not very enjoyable. Once you get to the your fifth or sixth day, the wiping is not as enjoyable as right. the early morning one. Do you you need to use those baby wipes? Yeah, no, I'm all over the uh, the baby wipes. Do you actually carry some with you? I do, I do. I have the. They're called. Uh, this is this is hardcore podcasting right here. They're called preparation preparation age wipes. Right. So, so you should get a the, the wipe. I, if I get you a deal on this. Hi everyone. I'm Roberto Luongo. Uh, on game days, I have to crap six times, and that's why I carry with me preparation age wipes. Preparation age for goalies like me. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, why not? I probably spend a paycheck a year buying these things, so I might as well make a little money off of it, though. <laughs> wow, that is, well, I guess that's the kind of information we hope to get on podcasts. Hey, Jay Baruchel, thank you for joining us as you sell Goon to. We really mean it. Not just because Dothy and the panel are in the film. I wish I was too. And here he is, Jay Baruchel, the first live guest on the podcast. We've had people on the phone before. Oh, wow. You're the first guy who is geographically able and nice enough to actually be sitting in this crappy little room with So you, you mean to tell me I'm the first guy that gets to ex- experience the, the luxury of this recording studio? It is quite something, isn't it? Oh my gosh. It's your first experience with... No, you've been up at TSN because we filmed the thing We here, did indeed, but, uh, yes. It's a, a wonderful place, but not a very impressive facility, uh, would be my best way to describe <laughs> it. Uh, the, uh, I would say that applies to this room specifically, definitely. Well, it's got, it's got it's a got little air conditioner. the biggest in the Mitsubishi <laughs> fucking air conditioner thing that I've ever seen. Seen and we are surrounded 360 by a bulletin board. It looks like <laughs> yes, um, but it's good to put up sticky notes and that's things. exactly right. And all it's being used for is Skype info. Yes, um, and uh, oh, and if you want to make some inter-building conference calls, here's the uh, seven-step guide to calling someone upstairs. Yeah. See, it's fantastic. <laughs> I just think it's great to have uh, two actors. Get together yeah. to be able to share the nuances of their craft. That's exactly Two right. film actors like yeah. this. Let's just talk shop. Yeah, it's Let's like the actor studio where That's we can right. go back and forth. That's uh, right. <laughs> I, I, I jest because Jay was kind enough to uh, give me a, a very small role in, in Goon Two, which uh, I was is you know fantastic for me because I will lie about it <laughs> in conversations actually, with people. Yeah, it's not even that small. I I I, I mean. You were paid like it was a cameo, uh, but we've made you the fulcrum of our exposition. You know, you you and DJ are effectively the Greek chorus in our movie. Uh, so, so we rely on you a fair bit. You're you're in the movie at every act break. Well, we kind of appear always in the background on the big screens, which is you do which indeed, is very, which is very cool. Yeah. And I should actually explain. Uh, 
how this kind of happened because I think it says a lot about you that I, I and I my memory is always shady on these things, so you correct me if 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 I'm wrong or if you had it different, but I think I ran into you at at a party or an award show yeah. many years ago, maybe when you were being celebrated for Goon. Oh, yeah. And I, I just, I think I passed you on the red carpet yes. and said hello and said, hey, you should put the panel in Goon too. <laughs> and I was just kind of being an ass, as I always am, and joking. Yeah. And then I saw you, I don't know, a year later or something, yeah. and you said, hey, I wrote the panel into Goon too. <laughs> yes, yes, I did indeed. Yeah, that's right. Well, listen, like, I... The reason that we are the guys that make these movies is because we watch TSN as much as we do. Like, it's, it's, you know, one of the cool things that people always said when they watched the first flick was that they could tell, or at least it, it had the stink of truth to it. It felt like it was made by people that like the game and watch the game and understand what's interesting and funny and compelling about it. And so part of that is having TSN on in your house. For 24 hours a day, and uh, and I just knew that you would be a perfect foil to whoever we put beside you, <laughs> and uh, and so it ended up being you and T.J. Miller, which was uh, it was a ton of fun for me, and we shot it in one day in the TSN studios, and you were very wise to have me play a character called James Duffy, <laughs> who was a sportscaster on a show called Sports Desk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it was a real reach for me. It's the, <laughs> it's the only thing I could have pulled off. Although you had some original... There was another name for me originally. Yes. It, uh, I, and, and when we... Uh, Chad... Uh, no, uh, Michael Leroy. Michael Leroy. Yes. Now, at one point, I know studios get involved in stuff. Where they... they I just know you're a friend, so you probably fought for me because they probably wanted to kick my ass out and have like no, Seth Rogen play the host or something. To be right? honest, it was quite the opposite. It was it was uh, us conservatively estimating that we couldn't get any of you guys. Oh come so, on! So rather than be so arrogant as to write a character James Duthie, and like what happens, you know? Because because by the way, if we don't get James Duthie and uh, and we send it to. Uh, I don't know, Dutch or whomever, and he gets the script and it says Duthie. Yeah, he'd be upset. Yeah, so, <laughs> but, but you know, Michael Leroy's up for debate. Uh, that could be anybody. I'm going to check into hotels under the pseudonym Michael Leroy now, <laughs> even though I never need to check into hotels <laughs> under pseudonyms because no one will ever call me or harass me at a hotel. Oh, horseshit. Horseshit. You're telling me you go to Portage La Prairie? It's not a, there's not a lineup <laughs> no, around the block? No, it really isn't. But When's the last uh, time you were in Portage La Prairie? Uh, I don't think I've ever been in Portage La Prairie. I've been a lot of places, but not. I've never, never been to that town. Have you? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah? We shot uh, um, almost every hockey sequence in the first goon in Portage La Prairie. Really? Yeah. And the yeah. second one, you shot most of them in Barrie. Barrie, Right near yeah. my home in Aurora. That's right, right. yeah. Um, Portage, uh, the only town I've been through, I don't have a sidewalk. <laughs> It has the fucking highway that you take from Winnipeg that goes through the city. There's like shit on either side of the of the highway. Um, there's like a mall and a bunch of motels. It was the fr- I got to experience the Canadins. Have you ever stayed at a Canadins? I believe I have. Now that is a great time if you can. We don't get them out here in Western Canada. You get these great lodge style hotels with big kind of cabin rooms. Um, this place was so trippy. It had. Uh, a water slide and four curling rinks. Come on. And, um, and then the Motel 6 down the street also, or the Super 8, also had a, a water slide. And then we found out that there was yet a third water slide. The city had no sidewalks but three different water slides. And a friend of mine finally asked girl at the desk at one of the hotels, Hey, how come you guys have so many water slides? And she looked at him like he was an idiot and said, Because they're fucking awesome. 
<laughs> it's like, yeah, you're right. It's our fault. It's our. We have the problem. Well, every hotel, sh- every hotel should have a water slide and, and at and least it, one curling, one curling rink. rink. Yeah, and so and and our and our shooting schedule was so bizarre because we shot the first one during hockey season. So that meant that the only time rink space was available was in the arse end of the night. So we would show up at these rinks at like. 10 o'clock at night. We'd be having breakfast at 10 o'clock at night and shoot until lunchtime the next day. And so we would roll back to the Canadians at 12.30, having worked a, whatever, 14-hour night. Vampire, just a mess. And then we would all just sit there, um, less than sober, uh, <laughs> watching curling, and then go, and then they, all the boys are going to water slide and call it a night. Sean William Scott Got three first names for your name Reminds me of Frank Peter Angelo from a long time ago in the NHL. Well, I wrote this song for you. Good luck, Bagoon Tune. That's all I got. Gotta get this done quicker. Kinda rhymes with Stifler. Hey man, you alright? Welcome to the Rubber Boots Podcast. I know you don't know why it's called that. I'm not going to explain it because it will take up our entire interview. <laughs> okay. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you because I brought last night to the premiere, premiere I brought um, my wife and her nephew and his w- wife, who the reason I brought them is they'd seen the movie a hundred times, The First Goon. That's and, awesome. I, and I've always wanted to bring really crazy, passionate fans to an event like this. And they were, they loved the movie, the second one. And they were tickled pink to meet you, and you were super kind to them. So thank you, oh, first of thank all. thank you, man. It means a lot to me. Is it? Because does, yeah. does the fan thing ever, though, don't you ever just get sick of that sometimes? To be honest, it's not like I like, love acting so much. I became an actor because I love films, and so I'm a huge, like, I'm a much bigger fan of films than I am of acting. And for me, the, the, like, from the very first American Pie, the best experience is when you meet people that are like digging what you do. I mean, that, that's what motivates me. So having that kind of, you know, experience, meeting them last night and seeing how they react is like, it's everything for me. But does that become, when does that become a pain? Because I've always thought the great paradox here with a, a role like Stifler is that you become, it's your big break in the business. You become famous, you become rich, and then you spend the next decade trying to get yourself out of that role. Is that yeah. fair? Well, I didn't really try because I ended up doing four American Pies. <laughs> so, I, you know, but I think that there was a time, because when I moved to L.A., I, I wanted to do dramas. I was not a very funny kid growing up. My family was funny. Like, my dad was very much like Bill Murray meets, like, Chevy Chase. Just super funny guy. And growing up in Minnesota, you have to have a sense of humor. <laughs> so I, um, but when I moved to L.A. and pursued films, I really was just thinking super serious, dark stuff, right. American Pie. And I think in the beginning, because that character, people, everybody felt like they knew me because they knew a guy like Stifler. And I started getting a little bit anxious to try to, that I wanted to do dramas. Um, and... There was a time when people kept coming up to me and calling me Stifler. I was like, no, but I can, I can do something more serious. I'm not him. I'm not really him. He's a fictional character. <laughs> but then very quickly, I was like, man, I just embraced it. Because I'm like, it's pretty, it's a unique thing to be able to, first of all, get a part in a movie. And then play a part that people actually remember the character's name. So I didn't really try too hard to shake it. 
shake bean type cast. That's why I end up doing role models and right. road trip, and they're fun characters. They're okay. They're, I mean, they're great. Role models, especially, yeah. I thought was fantastic. But I remember having a beer with Cuba Gooding Jr. years ago, and I, in the time we were having a beer at this, it was at this charity hockey game. Like five people came up and said, "Show me the money," and I said to him, "You know, how many times do you, people yell that at you per day?" And he said, like, he looked at me with the deadest eyes I've ever seen and said, <laughs> dude, you have no idea. Like 200 oh, really? times, right? So I, I, I often wondered if that ever became burden. And I thought that Doug Glatt, and that one, one of the great things about this role for you is, have you been in Canada? Has anybody yelled on the street ever, Dougie or, or Doug Glatt or anything dude, like that? Dude, in the States. In the States, a lot. I don't think, so here's the thing. So my only experience has been people's reaction while being in the United States. So... The moment that the movie came out on Netflix, everywhere I went, people came up to me about Goon. And I live in New York, so you have people, it's different in New York, they're not going to come up to you uh, and tell you that they like something you did, you know, or like a movie that you're in. But that movie, it was immediate. People that, you know, you know that they wouldn't normally go up to an actor and they would say, man, I got to tell you, I love Goon. I love what you did in Goon. And it was so satisfying for me because it was just a different reaction. It was, you know, people, they really loved the film. And it was a different kind of, it wasn't like, you know, drunk college kids. It was kind of like... Wall Street suits? Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, cinephile guys. And like, so that was really fun. All of a sudden, they started calling me Doug Glatt and Doug the Thug. I'm like, all right. Do you still want to do dramas or have you given up on on that like dream i you know this shitty thing is like they're not really making comedies that much anymore i mean if you think about it in the last like five years they the comedies aren't really making that much money they're not doing that well it's super competitive we had a golden age there for a while those will ferrell movies and everything and you're right i benefited from that you know like when comedies were hot like thank god i got to be in a few of them so i could have a career and, and that's one of the best things about this movie was to be able to go and do a comedy again because I missed it but uh, but I'm actually doing a drama I think it's like the first drama I've ever done that Keanu Reeves is producing and it's a really really cool script called Green Dolphin and I I play a terrible person jerk you look Pretty like awful. you could play you're a super nice guy but you look like you could play a dick yeah. really well too <laughs> Well, I have done that. I made a career off of doing that. Well, I know, in, in but Stifler world. was a lovable one. Yeah, and yeah. Even in the role model, same deal somewhat, yeah. right? Yeah, this one is pretty dark, so... <laughs> if it you kill turned, people? I kill people. Right. I kill one person. I think so. I have to reread the script. But, I mean, listen, if you watch it and you start laughing, then obviously I did a bad job. Okay. <laughs> That's supposed to, it's not supposed to be a comedy. Well, we laughed a ton at Goon, too, and I really appreciate you Thanks, doing dude. this. And best of luck with everything, all right, man? Thanks, man. Okay. Appreciate it. You crushed it. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. You know you're fucking funny in it's, this, right? It's my lone, be my only film role ever. So It, was it a, shouldn't be. It was a reach so. for me. You think I could do other stuff? Maybe I want to do dramas next. Can I be I in Green with you Dolphin? Now too? Can I be in Green Dolphin? <laughs> yeah. I want to kill somebody. Thanks yeah. for coming on, man. Dude, thank you too. It's nasty. It's your first, but not your last. Welcome to the Rubber Boots Podcast. It's nasty. Welcome to the show. There you go. You got your own intro song, Paul Bissonnette. Oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs>
That's our boy Lester. He does that for uh, all the guests that come on the Rubber should, Boots uh, podcast. We should do a, co- a collab with uh, the, the rapper friends that I met at my complex. <laughs> well, why don't we start there? Because when I went, uh, I had not heard this somehow, and... When I said you were coming on and I asked on Twitter what questions you'd have for Biz Nasty, a bunch of people said, get him to retell the story of how he somehow got involved in a rap video in the complex. So go for it. Oh, I, did, I think it was a game day, and I we, we came back from uh, a pregame skate, and, uh, and there was like two cars in the middle of the parking lot facing each other, and... Uh, you know, and they were they had a camera crew and stuff, and I'm like, what is going on? So, one of the guys' girlfriends sent a Snapchat to my girlfriend, and it was like a rap video going on. She's like, what's this rap video going on in your place? And I'm like, oh, that's what that was. So I'm like, okay, I gotta go out and see what what's going on. And there was this rapper who I didn't realize he lived in our complex. I just thought they were using our complex. So his name's Billionaire Calhoun. Is this is his rap name? You guys can follow him on Instagram. <laughs> Hey, when I was young, I had dreams of popping Chris, throwing bands at the strip and dropping rollies on my wrist. He has a very aggressive Instagram, though. Like, he'll have, like, strippers at his place just, like, shaking their ass. Whoa, whoa. For you to say someone has a very aggressive Instagram would have been a very aggressive Instagram then. Oh, yeah. This guy, this guy is, like, like, if there's, like, a certain max level you can get to before they they take your Instagram down, this guy hits it with every post. What's the craziest party situation you've ever been in, in, in the height of all this? Just give me some sort of Ugh. Vegas crazy scene with, you know. There's been there's been some crazy Vegas stuff, but um, I, would, I would say the, oh, God, there was a point in time there when I was in Phoenix where things got a little uh, crazy with, uh, there was like a couple, and, and they, they would always have me over, and there'd be like, There'd be like, like ten chick, ten girls there. It, 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 I won't go into details. Whoa, 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 might... Like a couple, like did they, they, what are you saying? They got off on this like, kind of thing or what? Yeah, they just it, it, like they they would invite me over and they would have girls for me and then like even at one point like the the, the wife, you know, and it, it, it was it, it just got really. I won't go into crazy details, but. It was just like, like it was just like okay, that was like all right. I'm an, I'm out of this. This is this is getting wow. too weird. Yeah, that's you know that's the kind of fan involvement uh, that <laughs> takes teams we, to a next level. We called we called it the house of well, I called it the house of no return. Like you go there and you you, you wake up, you know you get up till six and you're like oh my god, this is ridiculous. Like where do these people live? Oh, and they, they were they were loaded. They had like a huge house and stuff. But it was were uh, they season you know, ticket holders. They, that was uh, the year we were, we made our big playoff run. So they started coming to all the games, and and yeah, it was just it, it just got really weird. Yeah, your book's going to be we, outstanding, we by the way. After the first morning, it happened like where it was just a gong show in the house, and it was it, it was a very weird breakfast. <laughs> what is said at that breakfast? <laughs> not not much, man. A lot of uncomfortable conversation, <laughs> a lot of looking at your phone. That, but yet, you, no but yet you went back. <laughs> yeah, those are the like the ones where you're like, oh, I'm never going back. And then, like they're like, oh yeah, we got a bunch of girls over and you know stripper poles, and you're just like, oh, all right, <laughs> all right, if I have to, sorry, twist my arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did, are... did did any guys were did you sense any players resentful to you 
Um, I know some players loved it. One of my, one of the moments I think you really arrived on Twitter was when I think Lidstrom came up to you in a in a pregame warm up and said, "Hey, I, I follow you on Twitter or something." And I think you oh. tweeted that night, "I won Twitter," which yeah. I, I think I believe you created that phrase that that was the first time that was ever said. I may be wrong, but people use that yeah. have used that for the last decade. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know, but it, it was crazy, man. I was, I was a nobody. I was a fourth line healthy scratch most nights, and and yet Lindstrom saying something at the at the red line. It's like what? It's crazy. <laughs> but did guys? Did any guys hate you for for it because you were? Did you get chirped because you're this fourth line guy who gets scratched a lot and you're oh, getting all this attention? Yeah, like like oh yeah, go tweet it, buddy, and you're like oh god. But uh, no, like most of the guys in the team, we had we had all like a lot of married guys on our team in Phoenix, and. One one thing about the NHL is that's like maybe people think like oh these guys are on the road running around with their wives man those like our married guys were faithful they rarely went out on the road and and they kind of loved it because they kind of just lived vicariously they're like you know they were young once too but they would never go out and they would they they'd be like oh like tell us stories tell us stories and then you know that was that was probably the reason I got a two year extension the first time and then. Uh, <laughs> You know, get the powwows going. The, the vets the all stood up for you and said, hey, we need this guy? Yeah, they're like, man, we need this entertainment. Let's keep this guy around. Well, I'm no different from them. I'm happily married. I live vicariously through yeah. you, too. So, But everybody likes to hear the stories. I th- yeah. One headline described your life as a hot mess of awesome, and I thought that was that summed it up pretty well. Yeah, and, and then when that house of no return came around, that's when the guys <laughs> are kind of like, all right, man, dude, maybe time to take a step back here. When you write the book, which you should... Uh, and I can help you out with that if you want. I want the House of No Return to at least be a chapter, if not more. Oh, that would that would that would definitely. If I did ever write a book, to be it would definitely be a chapter. I'll t- I'd, I'd, I'll tell you the whole story when we like when we, one time when we talk off air. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to spook your customers out. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes like this. All right. All right. And here he is, Jay Onright. How are you, my friend? Great. That was really nice. Yes. Maybe that could be the theme song for the new uh, show Dan and I are doing on TFN. No, it Ever. is. That is. the. Oh, the, it is? Yes. Oh, that's it. And the studio <laughs> that they're building for you is actually this crappy little studio that we're in doing the uh, podcast. So, Welcome oh, back well, to TSN, surprised. Jay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Bell Media. You know, gotta love you. <laughs> uh, I want to say off the top... Um, that we have, you and I have talked a lot, um, not on microphones. And so if I ever venture into territory that is, I'm not supposed to, I think I have a pretty good idea what is between you and me and what is for the public. But uh, I think yeah. if it's sexual, yes. if it's things that we talked about that were sexual, that's absolutely appropriate for the podcast. Right. Everything else must which is most of what we talk about, really. Right, right, exactly. Uh, but anyway, you have a safe word. I always give our guests a safe word. Uh, I usually let them choose, but I think our audience would probably want yours to be... Bobrovsky! 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 You're the number one cop of the force, Bobrovsky! Bobrovsky! Bobrovsky. So any question that you don't like, just yell Bobrovsky, and I'll just move on to the next thing. Fair? Yeah, that's fair. I think that's very fair. Have you ever done a bit, either at TSN or down there at Fox, that, I don't know, that you regretted that it was either too far or 
hurtful to someone or just not funny enough? Yeah, well, I talked about it in the book. The uh, when I, and it wasn't even a bit. It was it was a great example of producer Tim, uh, our long-suffering producer, who will be joining us. He is uh, coming back. Can you confirm yeah. this? Is this well, an exclusive? My, my understanding is they're still negotiating, uh, <laughs> and so I'm not really sure if it's producer Tim holding out or if it's TSN. Uh, trying to decide how far they can push Tim off the ledge, uh, but eventually, I'm I'm very confident they'll come together, and, and Tim will be producing the show. But uh, producer Tim has always kept us out of trouble, uh, except for the one time where I called Mer- Merrick Malik's son a redheaded stepchild because he had red hair, and um, and Tim said to me after I said it, he said, you know, we could redo that that highlight. And, and that would never run in the morning, and no one would ever see it. It would never see the light of day. And I said, you know what, Tim, I'm sure it's fine. Who's going to see it? And it turned out that the New York Rangers at the time were pumping our show into their dressing room in the morning at Morning Skate, and he saw it, and he wanted to, to kill me. And only Pierre Maguire's negotiating skills kept me from, from dying a slow death at the hands of Merrick Malik, which would not have been pleasant. It would not have been pleasant at all. No, but I would have liked to have heard that conversation with Pierre and... I know. And, <laughs> and Pierre would have gotten really close. You know, Pierre would have gone up to him, right? He would have gotten really close to him and it would be like, listen, Merrick, we have to talk. To say it. Yeah, we got to talk. <laughs> Merrick, honestly, he's, he's a good guy. It's okay. He said something he shouldn't have said. I'll talk to him. But really, you just don't want to do anything that you're going to regret in the long run. Robida Island asks, uh, uh, in reference to something you just said, when was the last time you pooped your pants? It was, uh, it was weird. I peed my pants. I was in Victoria, and I saw an old high school buddy. I can't drink beer anymore. Like, I, I can drink it. I love it. It's my favorite. But then I find I'll have, like, two pints, and I have to pee every two seconds. So I was heading back to my hotel after going out with him on St. Patrick's Day in Victoria, and I peed my pants a little bit. Like, my wife had to, like... What, like, just a trickle? Yeah, just a little trickle, but it, it was still, like, I had to, I had to soak them. That'll be a story in another book. Seeing your pants is cool. Consider me Miles Davis. Did you have the jeans? Because it's the worst if you have like the light gray pants and you get the little dot. No, little I, I had the I had the dark jeans, but it was still very obvious that that it was was more than just a trickle. That really those jeans really needed to be laundered several times. Well, people are really loving this conversation now. <laughs> I know when I ever I go back to Vancouver or Ottawa, the old stations I, I worked at, and I walk in, well, Ottawa's a different building now, but and you go, oh man, things have not changed at all. Yeah. And it's the same yeah. same people that I worked with. And do you fear that at all when you walk in the door here, that you'll be like, oh man, it's, uh, it's yeah. It's, oh, I already know it. it's not going to change. But uh, but that that already happened to me when I I was a uh, uh, like a story editor at Sportsdesk. Right when Sports I Desk. when I first started on uh, anchoring, you were you That's were a story right. editor, right? I was behind the scenes, and and then I left to go out west to to get a little on air experience, and then I came back, and we had even moved into a new building. We had gone from the Shepherd Building to the CTV Building on McCowan, and so even if we moved to a new building, it still felt like nothing had changed. So, for, so I, yeah, I don't expect anything uh, will change at all. I understand there's a Tim Hortons in our building now, though Ken Shaw, uh, veteran CTV anchor, told me that it closes at 5 or something. So I, I, I've literally never gone there, so that's, uh, uh, that's Bobby's haunts. But you know yeah. what? It hasn't changed, but the people are still fantastic. 
I'm not on the show this week Cause I'm on vacation in another nation With my feet in the sand and a drink in my hand Safe to say I'm not thinking about the Rubber Boots podcast mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about the Rubber Boots, no, no But whoever the guest is I'm sorry I'm not there to write you your own song Woo-hoo! I'm gone I got a couple of Michelob Ultras in me right now, probably, fellas I got you a hypothetical <laughs> I'm hammered How much you mean to me, Dan O'Toole, that uh, we didn't even get your own song written for you. <laughs> okay, a couple of things. He's pounding Michelob Ultras? Oh, well, thanks for listening to the podcast and not knowing that uh, we've been begging Michelob Ultra to be a sponsor because that happens to be my favorite beer, all right? So you can make fun of me if you want, but it's a damn fine beer. And okay, if you, and if you, if you try to slam Michelob Ultra on this show, we will edit that part out. Um, how many weddings has uh, TSN weddings has Lester played, and how many of those marriages are still going on? <laughs> I Do don't know. Have did he done did, the math? Did he play yours? <laughs> no. <laughs> the low blow. The low, oh, uh, I'm good, buddy. Good old Dan, unreliable Dan is back. Uh, Dan was supposed to come into studio today to be nice, since he was in the city of Toronto, that he could join me in studio. It's always so much better, but. <laughs> Good old unreliable Dan had to go buy a house or something, right? I did. Um, can I tell you a, a house buying story that you can tell me the odds of this ever happening again? Okay. Um, I, I was just in Saskatoon. Jay and I were up there. We, uh, we did a uh, Rock 102 event. Um, their spring invasion it was awesome. And then we also attended the Saskatchewan Rush game, if you ever get a chance. Um, amazing experience. The, the city is all on board the NLL train. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the players of the Rush, their dads were there, just like the NHL teams, they do the, the dad's trip. So this okay. is their dad's trip. I was in the one private box with the, the, the dads and um, talking to them about the Oshawa housing market. And uh, he said, oh, I just bought a house in Oshawa. I said, oh, yeah, whereabouts? He said, Oshawa Boulevard. I said, did it have a creek in the backyard? He goes, yeah, it did. He bought the house that I was bidding on. We were bidding against each other, and I met this man in Saskatoon. And you lost? And you lost? Yes. Now, is it as bad? I don't want to get really, I don't want to spend a half an hour with you on the Toronto housing market, but is (laughs) is it as crazy as everybody says right now? Yes, it's dumb. Yeah, $300,000 houses are going for $700,000. You know, we're in the same booth. <laughs> I had a really deja vu feeling because, and this, this speaks to you coming back to TSN and how things never change, is that uh, Christoph and I are sitting in the same booth that you and I did a podcast, or in your early days of the Jay and Dan podcast, I'm guessing like a month or two in, and Jay went away, and so you brought me in. And do you remember that? I was I didn't even know what a podcast was, and you were going all yeah, over the place. It was and like... I was completely confused. Was like you smoked like thirty bowls before you came in. You're like, "What's going on, man? What's happening? What is this?" Well, but you just kept going. Like you'd start asking me something, then you'd go off somewhere else and come back. Which I've now realized that's kind of the way you work, and I'm kind of the same way. So, yeah. but at the time, I was used to structured television, and you were just confusing me. And then, then I started to get the old yeah. man Duffy stuff. Old man Duffy. What does that even mean? What's uh? Well, there's no viewer. What do you mean? Oh, I didn't. I don't really understand. I was older than old That's man Toolsy. The podcast. 
because we can just ramble on and, and talk about whatever. What's this one tweet a day thing? I, I must have missed the origins of that because I see your one tweet a day, but I have no that no I don't know what the hell it means. Um, I just started it because I I wanted to give myself a project to do. <laughs> what are you a grade grade eight geography? Yeah, and now so it's something that I created. To send one tweet a day, and sometimes I'll send two or three. Like I'll respond to people and be like, "That's two." I'm like, "What?" Oh, I should have, and then I clarify. I should have said at least one tweet a day, but that doesn't sound as good. Oh, that's it's. Uh, how's the project going? You're let's see. You're in uh, April. It's it's going so it's going well. I missed one. I've missed it two days. Well, then it's over. I was it's over. No, if you you, you no. can't you can't have a you can't say one tweet a day and then miss two days and say uh, do over. It, <laughs> it's over. It's a sham. No. And next hey, time you tweet one tweet a day, own. I'm going to shame you tomorrow on Twitter. I even pointed it out. It was because uh, I was in Saskatoon and I was having too much fun, and um, I forgot to to send my tweet that day because it was. Uh, it was a madhouse there, and um, I just forgot. And well, I it as the next day. It's, it's such a huge responsibility to to be able to do one tweet a day. I can I can understand how you miss it. Um, Jay yeah. Jay was on and uh, talked about your uh, your gambling issues. It's the same thing every weekend. He goes for for Saturday and Sunday. Saturday night he's way up. And then Sunday he loses everything. But it's every weekend, and I always say, why don't you just leave? Uh, on like a Saturday red eye, just get out of there with all your money. So, why don't you? Why? Why do you have a problem? First of all, no, um, it's my form of entertainment. Actually, uh, I went last week. Uh, Bernie, one of the writers on our show, um, I said I texted him during the day. I said, "What are you doing tonight?" He said, "Nothing." I said, "You want to go to Vegas?" I said, "Sure." So I picked him up at eight o'clock. We were in Vegas by midnight. Uh, we gambled till five a.m. Um, slept for five hours, and then uh, we were back in L.A. by 4 p.m. Friday. Yeah, see, that sounds like a problem to me. Oh. Did you win? There, you roll the dice. I uh, won a little, lost a little, <laughs> but nothing more than losing, going to a concert and going out for dinner and stuff for a night. Favorite hotel pool to go <laughs> swimming in, Matt Morton asks you. Um, he's probably referring to Vegas. I don't enter the Vegas uh, pools because of the amount of urine and semen in all of them. Um, Isn't so that I, every you know, pool, though? Oh, yeah. Uh, like, I remember growing up in Peterborough and, and seeing all the kids jumping in the YMCA pool. And even at that age, I'm like, no chlorine in the world is going to kill all the crap in there. <laughs> well, I was thinking I'd have your kids and maybe Jay's... Chase, Jay and Chobie's up to the my the compound, and they'll let you pass the gates and get into the compound this summer. And you could we could have a pool day with all your kids. What do you think? But they're not going in the pool. If they're I'll gonna, say. your kids are beyond the peeing in the pool age, right? Uh, you never know. Uh, and then I can have you to my house where there's a public pool right around the corner, and yeah. it'll have a pool day there. Yeah, no, that's not happening. One of my favorite slash unfavorite things about my time when you guys were here was when we used to always do our... People don't realize they always think we're live all around the clock, as I'm sure you guys got when you did the loop show. But we we would tape a panel hit after the game, and then all the different shows would throw to that same panel hit. 
And so I would have to tape it at 10 o'clock, and you guys would do your show at 2 a.m. And so you would always say something completely idiotic, and I would have no ability to respond to it. So basically, it'd be Jay and Dan, and then they'd say, uh, all right, and by the way, James Duffy has sex with goats. James? And I'd go, thank you very much, everybody. The Leafs, so the disappointing performance tonight. So the nation or, thought or I was an idiot. Or it'd be something more, uh, more along the lines of, hey, James, if you've ever had sex with goats... Make no reference to this question. James? <laughs> exactly. Like, Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I, you would not believe the number of tweets I got that people said, you are a moron. Why don't you ever respond to those jumps? Um, but you also did launch, you guys gave us the title of this podcast. Uh, you know, I think I first told the Rubber Boots story on your p- podcast, and uh, now it's uh, we have a podcast called the Rubber Boots Podcast. So I owe it all you That's to right. you. And you... And you found out now uh, how lucrative the podcast industry is. Tim Raines is in the Hall of Fame. Tim Raines is in the Hall of Fame. If that's not enough to make his dreams come true, he's on the podcast too. There you go. I love it. <laughs> Tim Raines is our guest. Uh, this is going to be a very weird interview for me. Uh, right off the top, I got to tell you. Because, look, I've been very lucky in my career, Tim, to interview uh, some of the most famous athletes on the planet. But none of them I was going to name my first son after. And none of them I had a birthday cake in the shape of their head when I turned 16 years old. No, you didn't. I did. My sisters my sisters made me a birthday cake that was Tim Raines' head. A chocolate birthday cake with the Expos cap and the whole bit. Tell me you have pictures or something, man. I've got to see this. <laughs> I could not find one, but I, I wanted... Look, if I, in a normal setting, if we were doing an interview for SportsCenter or radio, I, I would not bring this stuff up because I would conduct this as a professional. But... <laughs> But I always feel like the podcast is one place where you, it should be like a conversation you'd have at a bar. So I thought I'd be disingenuous if I didn't just tell you all this stuff and try to creep you out right away. No, so, no, that's awesome. No, that's if you want to awesome. run at any no, I'm, time I'm, I'm during the interview, going anywhere. I mean, you're I, okay? I, I probably heard some, some other things. I mean, <laughs> I did play in New York, and I did play in some places that... Uh, you had stalkers before? Not, not stalkers, but just weirdos. You know, not stalkers. Well, what's the weirdest, weirdest fan ever? Do you remember? Um, besides me, that 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 wasn't weird. I mean, I I just remember uh, in New York uh, having to sign boobs, like right, you know, right on real, the nipple, real, real, just pull it out and just right sign your name. Right Sharpie? There. Did they bring a Sharpie? Uh, they they um yeah. They had their own Sharpie and and, and everything. And the guys that I was with was loving every minute. <laughs> I was a little nervous and kind of, you know, surprised. Right. Uh, but I signed uh, I signed one boob on my book tour. And that's for, nice. For me, that was a highlight because I don't think I attract the same sort of crowds as <laughs> as professional athletes. That was kind of a big deal. She was eighty. She was eighty four. Hey, a boob is a boob. I mean, you know, you you can kind of spin it any kind of way you want. You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> if you, and anybody wasn't there, so you can spin it any kind of way you want. I won't ask you to sign my pectorals no, 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 at any no, time. No, 
Oh. Yeah, so I was I, I wrote a column when you got into the Hall of Fame uh, called The Last Idol because you were to me and I'm joking about the I, I got over it, okay? Uh, but in my teenage years, I, I think that the prime of your career in Montreal sort of coincided with my prime love for baseball, sort of from 12 years old to 17 years old. And so when you came up first in 79 and were just pinch running in September, I said, oh man, I like this guy. And then when 81 came, I lived in Ottawa and I would take the bus down, spend all the money that I, that I had in allowance. To, to watch you on Saturday when the Big O was always jammed and eat those crappy hot dogs. Did you ever eat the hot dogs that were just in the in the bread at the Big O? Um, never never had a chance to eat the hot dogs, but um, there there were probably some other things that wasn't so good in the Big O either. So yeah, um, so uh, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it. Tim Raines was my guy. My when my son was born, I'm James Forbes the sixth, and my father wanted my son to be James Forbes the seventh. Um, but I want. I decided to call him Jared between my wife and I. But he was going to be Jared Rains Duffy. Oh my God! And uh, we got outvoted by the grandparents, and it ended up being Forbes. So Jared Forbes Duffy. But in my head, he was always come Rains. on, grandparents. You I gotta know. let it go. Let it go. <laughs> so I, I met you twice, and uh, the first time was I met you for four seconds at one of those. Uh, I think it was like the fan appreciation days where they let the fans on the field and you mm-hmm. guys come out. You must have hated these things. No, no. Here's the picture. It's not good podcasting, but I had one of those Kodak Instamatics and you, <laughs> you walk by. It's just a, if you go online and look at the uh, column I wrote about Tim, you can see that photo in it. And I was snapping away and there's Wallach. And I think that was that Herm Winningham, I think. Yes. Herm yes, Winningham. Yes. So, uh, and Herm Winningham, everybody mistook him for Hubie Brooks because all Herm said as he walked through the crowd was, I ain't Hubie, I ain't Hubie, I ain't Hubie. <laughs> but that was, uh, I've written 1985 on the back of that, so that was sort of the, the prime yeah. of the Tim Raines love yeah, in, in Montreal. What's your fondest, fondest memory of those days? Uh, I think just going to the ballpark and, and watching uh, the fans fill in and you know, thirty five, forty thousand people uh at a game and just me having a good game and just listening to the crowd go nuts. I mean, they actually had fun. Yeah. At a baseball game. I mean, it was loud, um it was different. I mean the fans cheered at different times. Um, it wasn't like a regular, like, you know, you go to the States and, you know, a guy gets a hit, he, you know, the, the, the crowd goes wild. Uh, the guy, uh, scores from first, uh, on a double or something. The crowd goes, but, but Pacific times. Right. But in Montreal, you didn't really know when they were going to go off. So the other, other time I met you, I went to the Rito Center. Uh, in Ottawa, the mall there. You mm-hmm. were doing an appearance, probably for a product, or maybe it was the Expo's Caravan. You were by yourself. I skipped school. Me and my buddy went. And uh, you were standing by yourself. You were going to go on stage. And there wasn't a big crowd there at that time. For some reason, it was the middle of the day. And uh, we went up to talk to you to make small talk. And I remember my buddy, who was also a fan, he tried to make small talk. And he said to you, it was after the birth of your second son, and he said, uh, how's, uh, D- how's, how's Daryl Andre doing? And you looked him in the eye and you said, Andre Daryl. 
And I, I, I hit him in the ribs, and I said, you idiot! You ruined my moment with Tim Raines. <laughs> and, then, and then you signed, I bought this baseball at, at, I don't know, Sears or something, because I didn't have a real baseball, and you signed it for me. And it was the one piece of memorabilia I had in my life. I was never a memorabilia guy. And then when I was 19, my friends came over and got drunk, and they all signed the baseball. And that was, that was the other devastating moment of my life. So somewhere deep in the, the bowels of my I'm going to have to get you another ball, man, a real ball. <laughs> yeah, that would be sweet. I knew the one you had wasn't real. <laughs> Jerry D. Jerry D. Jerry D. Jerry D. He's a funny man. Funny man, if he can't make you laugh, nobody can. He's a funny man, funny man. He can't make you laugh, nobody can. Jerry D. Gerard Francis Donahue. 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 Also known as Jerry D. How are you, my man? I'm great. This is is, this is that your real name, James Duffy? James Forbes Duffy, the Forbes. sixth. We got into this on a podcast is that English? before. It sounds very. It's Scottish, I think, but yeah. it, it sounds very uh, regal, but. No, my like my family came from peasantry in Scotland. So, what well, about I'm you? Scottish too. Are you? Yeah, Glasgow. My family's all born in Glasgow. Come on. Yeah, my uh, dad's dad played for Celtic. I guess I could figure that out. From did you hear what I Don, said? Donahue for Celtic. Yeah, uh, is that sports is guy? That, should is that, be just, is that, that BS? No, John Donahue. Google him. Were you good at soccer? No, I was. I was okay, but no, I never. We never. We did hockey. I was pretty good. Were you? Yeah, I played like the. Eastern Ontario under 18. There was a guy named Lyndon Hooper who played for the World Cup in Canada. And he played for Nepean and I played for Gloucester. And I used to always co- cover him. And that's when I knew I wouldn't make it in soccer because he ran the entire game. And I would run for five minutes and want to go off. Yeah, right? so my guest today on my podcast is James Duffy. Well, you people, you, you, I can't tell stories? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Jeez. It's soccer, though. No one cares. <laughs> Were you better at hockey or golf? Uh, golf. Were you uh, like a prodigy? No, well, I guess if I'd gone the right, I was a two handicap at sixteen, which is decent for Canadian golf. But then you don't play winter golf. You can't. Uh, my you, claim to fame: I was forty ninth at the Canadian Juniors in nineteen eighty six in Windermere, Alberta. It's pretty and good. Weir was seventh. <laughs> so I have that. I have the 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 sheets. The the results sheets. Piece of paper. My, my filing cabinet. Who was just, the guy? Was there a guy? Todd back Fanning. Todd Fanning Dave was Moreland. the guy. David Moreland, we remember. So they were the two guys. Weir was two years younger than us. Weir wasn't the guy, because he, but he was the guy in the juvenile division, I guess. I didn't know him. He must have been a tiny little guy with glasses. That I was, think I played with Mike Weir at Chidoak at the Ontario Championship. But you don't remember this? Because here's the thing. I was, four, I, was, I was 17, and this guy was probably 15. I shot 77. This guy shot 74. And he had a mustache. And years later, I saw Mike Weir had a mustache at 15. And I think that's who I was paired with. And I wish the OGA or the GAO, whatever now it's called, would find that. Because I'd love to have find out if I was paired with him. Because I really, I really think... I, Mike, Mike, if you're listening, <laughs> Mike he, Weir... He's definitely not listening. <laughs> no? Did you play at Chidoke? I can't imagine Weirzy with a mustache at 15. Go Google it. I'm sure it wasn't Carlos Franco. It was Mike Weir. I'm sure it wasn't Rod Black. It was, it was Mike Weir. <laughs> Got to find this picture because it, he posted it once and I'm like, That's I remember who had a mustache at 15 and he shot 74 <laughs> and he ended up, <clears throat> he ended up going on and coming seventh at the Canadians. But Mike, Dave Moreland was so good. 
in my age group, and Todd Fanning was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll tell you a funny story. It's actually um, I'm on the range at the Canadian Juniors. Uh, you know, and my, my my dad was a bus driver, so I was a member of Bayview Country Club. I was a sponsored junior as a kid. It was $250 a year, but your parents weren't members, right? And that's how I got into golf, and I just lived up there. And um, when I turned 18, it ended. So my golf ended. It was it, it, They've changed the programs at these courses since. So I qualified for the Canadian Juniors. I couldn't go. My dad says, I, I can't. Like, can't afford it. I'd that. never been on a plane. <clears throat> I'm 17. Bayview steps up and says, we'll pay for it which I'm forever grateful for, Warren Crosby, who was big, uh, big in you know, golf, Canadian mm-hmm. CGA and stuff. So, um, <clears throat> so I get out there. I'm just so excited. I'm on the range. I've never been on a plane. And I'm pretty sure it's Gino Retta is coming towards me. You'll have to ask who covered this and the whole crew. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. TSN's coming. <laughs> TSN's coming to talk to me. I, have no, I, I didn't think past, like, why would they be talking to me? But they were coming right at me. And that sure enough, been. they said, excuse me, son. Yes. Do you mind moving? Because we want to interview Todd Fanning. And I was hitting next to, <laughs> I was hitting balls next to Todd Fanning, who was the recent winner of the Canadian Amateur, the Kane Jr. He won it the year before. So um, I was a little bit crushed because it was embarrassing. So I'm standing there watching them interview Todd Fanning. And he shoots 80 the first day. And I shot 78 or something. And I'm like, he said, screw you, TSN. Nice job. TSN. Nice Picked job. the wrong guy. Who do you think had the better mustache back then, Gino or Mike Weir? Mike Weir did. With a comedian, it's 10 times worse than Joe Sportscaster like me because everywhere you go, it's, Jerry, be funny. Be yeah. funny. Give I got me. a great story about one of those. So, Andrew Jackson, um, Jackson Events, his brother, his brother is... Uh, He's up in Aurora with something me. Something with the Andrew. Leafs, his brother. Ask Andrew this story. Mm-hmm. And I've told him, and I can tell it, because uh, I get a call from my... Uh, from someone emails me or call, hey man, we have this celebrity golf tournament, and I'm this is 2004. I'm not a celebrity. I'm like I'm a comedian at Yuck Yucks. I'm like, oh, but I'm a golfer. Someone recommended you. I get this email from Andrew or his assistant, whatever. I'm like, yeah, like Bond Head. I get to go up there. These are all the people coming. I'm like, I'm a fan of these people. So I go up. I'm a golfer. I bring my stuff, and I don't know where to go. I'm like. Hey, I'm Jerry. Okay, what group are you? And I'm like, well, I'm. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm celebrity. What? What's your name? Jerry D. Jerry Dean. Jerry D. And you're one of the celebrities. These are the girls. That, yeah, I'm one of. The, I don't know. I, I'm embarrassed saying it. Right. You shouldn't have to say I'm one of the celebrities. But that's the, your first sign. You're not a celebrity. But that's I'm can, one of that's, the celebrities. That's Canada. Totally, though. especially me then, right? Uh, yeah. I, okay. Well, we don't have you on your list here. Um. Okay. Give me a second. So I guess she goes up. Hey, Oh yeah, he's a late addition. Someone didn't show. So, just, right. so I get on a cart. I go on a cart and uh, I'm grab my putter and I go putt. I come back, my clubs are gone. I'm not in the cart. I'm like, hi. I oh, um, we had to move you because uh, I don't know why they told me this because uh, I guess they said we paid to have a celebrity. Who the hell is Jerry D? <laughs> what the hell? We got a comedian from Yuck Yucks. We want a celebrity. So Michael Burgess, rest in peace. He didn't show. So I was replacing Michael Burgess. Not a good replacement. So they got rid of me, this group from whatever company. No, 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 no. We didn't pay this to sit with this guy. So I end up in a group with a celebrity as a supposed celebrity (laughs) that no one in the group else knows I'm a celebrity. So these guys are in a group. These guys are in a group 
and they think I'm just a lone corporate guy, <laughs> but I know I've been hired as a celebrity. <laughs> so they all introduce themselves, and Mike Gardner is a celebrity, and Mike will tell you this story. So I'm in the group, Mike doesn't know me. Hey, Jerry, how you doing? I don't say I'm a, I'm a celebrity. I just... Hey guys, nothing. Hey Jerry Knight. They just Junior think I'm from, VP at AT. Yeah, they just think I'm from ATT. You know, I got I last edition. So I'm like, this is awkward because I know that Andrew Jackson is paying me to be the celebrity, which is a thousand bucks. Which I'll tell you that story later. So it's awkward. So the first hole, the first hole is close to the pin. I'm a good golfer. At the time, I was a good golfer. I hit it four feet. Hey, Jerry! Right on! Mike Gardner's like, good for you, buddy! Get your name on there! Like, celebrities can't take the prizes, right? I'm like, oh, I'm good. What do you mean? No, you get a driver. Get your name on there. I'm like, no, he goes, I give you any spell. I'm like, well, just, uh, so my name goes on the thing. And I'm like, this is awkward, right? Long drive. I'm at the time I was up there. Jerry! You got another one. I'm like, hey, man, seriously? I don't, I don't want to be on both. Just leave me. So we're driving around, and I'm like, hey, this is getting awkward. This is uncomfortable. I get to the 15th hole. Two guys are in a cart, and they're like, what? Jerry T? And my group's like, what? can we get a picture, man? They must have saw me at Yuck Yucks. Like, two guys in a cart. And Mike Gardner's like, who are you, man? Like, what's going on, right? So it was just an awkward moment. So at the end of the night, Jackson's handing around these envelopes, right? Jane Hefford, and I don't know Jane and all the girls from the hockey team and all the guys and the odd baseball player and every NHL player that's still hanging around doing these things. And I'm like, hey, man, sorry. just uh, So I pull him over. It was a 1000 bucks. I go, uh, any chance I could? I, I didn't get my 1000 bucks. And that was like a lot. It's the only reason I really. Right. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, sorry. Look, uh, and this is Andrew. Hey, look, I have to be honest. I didn't know you were coming. Uh, I didn't know, really know who you were, but uh, I'm going to send it to you. I've said, no problem, no problem. That's cool, no problem. A couple weeks go by, I haven't got it. So I'm like, so now I'm getting like business mode. Okay, hey, uh, Andrew, can I, you know, where's $1,000? And he says to me, quote, unquote, look, man, you're not a celebrity. <laughs> okay, you know what? That's not what I'm debating because you. I was hired as a celebrity. I said, maybe one day I will be, right? But I said, but you owe me $1,000. No, I'm going to get it to you, but let's be honest here. <laughs> You're not. A, I'll never forget it. You're not a celebrity. <laughs> and we laugh about it still, and he knows. He goes, yeah, you got me, man. Because I did the Con Smythe one year, and he was there, and I told this story, and I'm like, so here, here I am at the Con Smythe. So that was the worst embarrassing thing ever, where you are, in your mind, they told you you're the celebrity, and no one there knows you're the what? celebrity. These spoons played at my high school, and uh, I got one of the picks from uh, whoever the hot girl in the spoons was. Really? Sandy Horn? I think Sandy Horn. Sandy she threw Horn. a pick at me. Nice. Really? And I you know got what that it. means. And She's trying to hurt you, probably. I think so. <laughs> Take out a buy Come on, Lester. traffic. So we talked about that on the podcast, and then Lester said, you know what, I can get a hold of Sandy. Yes. So yes. Lester reaches out through Facebook, and Sandy mm -hmm. is kind enough to respond to him. And so, live on the Rubber Boots podcast, Sandy Horn from The Spoons. Hello, Sandy. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, it's fantastic. This is pretty much uh, the highlight of my life, essentially. I'm going to get right to the crux of this and why we brought this up in the first place. 1985, I'm in grade 13 at Gloucester High School. Sandy and the Spoons come and play Gloucester High School. I'm in the front row, 
And uh, I felt like you were staring at me the entire uh, concert. Now, the, my friend Gary Fowler, a uh, handsome black man next to me, also felt like you were staring at him the entire concert. And you threw a pick at one point, which uh, uh, we wrestled over. So, uh, <laughs> obviously, you remember this. Do you remember me vividly? Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, w- I, w- I was handsome back then. Do you, have you thought about me over the years at all? Oh, many, many times. Mm-hmm. Do you get a lot of creepy guys like me who ask you questions like this? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, is, is fantastic you could come on because I, I, I'm, I am actually sort of creepy stalker because I did love the band very much in high school and, and was quietly in love with you as, as well. Um, so that's out there. I no, where's Gloucester High School? That's, in the, that's in the east end of Ottawa. Oh, Ottawa. Oh, yeah. okay. So, okay, so you don't remember the venue, but you remember <laughs> me, correct? Exactly. Right, that's, that's what I knew. 1985. Now, I, I am amazed that uh, Lester was able to reach out and find you. Has the band been together all these years? Yes, we never... Uh, I mean, Rob and Derek left the band, and we uh, had two new players come into the band back in the around 86, um, but Gordon and I have kept the band going ever since. Um, and now that the retro 80s thing is so hot and the younger generation has discovered uh, the 80s, which we refer to as 10 years of Halloween, um, <laughs> <laughs> with all the hair and the guy liner and everything, um, now that they've discovered it, there's a resurgence and we're back out there with you know Glass Tiger and Honeymoon Suite. In fact, we just did a show with Honeymoon Suite uh, at Classic Bowl for for Ronald McDonald House on Saturday for, to a packed house. See, how did I miss that? That is my that was my entire high school and university upbringing essentially. Are you can you plug anything else? Are you playing anywhere soon that we yeah, can tell all our listeners about? Yeah, we're playing at the ROM on May 26th. Okay. Um, they do a big dance night, uh, spring dance nights, and they there's dancing on every floor, but we're on the main floor underneath the dinosaur. Okay. Easy to to find you. (laughs) Now, did you actually, did you go have a life between all this stuff? Are you a mom and everything? Oh, yeah. I'm a mom. I have two kids. They're actually, one's just going through second round of university because he's going through to be a design engineer. And my daughter just finished to be an RN. She's going to be a nurse practitioner. Wow. That's amazing. All grown up. (laughs) When you did get married um, and had children, uh, was there any hesitation of or any effort to go find me before you did that? You know, just to make sure that you didn't let the the one go get away. I did. I went all over Facebook, uh, except it didn't exist back then, so it was just email. <laughs> yeah. um, but it took until just recently that Lester found me, and well, you know, but I, I'm single right now. Oh, well, now, they, now I'm not, which is a, a bit of a problem. But, I mean, there's got to be the list, right? <laughs> we all have the list. I wanted to introduce you to our friends, uh, because, again, I, I know that you listen faithfully, but uh, uh, Lester, of course, is here. He's a musician. Um, Christoph is the producer of the podcast. Puffy, uh, who is also, he's a little younger, but he knows romantic traffic and like the song. And Matt uh, is a little too young, but again, knows the song, but it was not the stalker creepy fan that I am. So they're all here and listening and uh, thrilled to have you on. Um, And in honor of you coming on, we don't want to keep you too long, uh, but Lester and I, uh, Lester's a musician and I pretend to be one. 
so we we prepared actually we didn't prepare a medley <laughs> except uh, uh 30 seconds before we decided we'd uh, we'd do a medley so we're going to try and do a uh, a quick little spoons medley go last let's okay. go one two three four tell, tell no lies tell no, no lies. lies yeah and, and it brings back and it brings back those old emotions and it brings back and it brings back those old emotions in romantic traffic there you go yeah that was you guys should join the band well we're available and uh, you know, if we can mesh the Spoons fans with the Rubber Boots podcast fans, that would be that would probably be really weird because they probably don't mesh whatsoever. But uh, I wanted to say thank you so much for coming on. Um, thanks for remembering me. No uh, problem. I've no had that little piece in my heart that you will always have, even though I'm happily married. Uh, there'll always be a little bit of Sandy in my heart, and it's good to know that uh, you've always wondered what happened to that little skinny. Short, kind of ugly guy in the front row at Gloucester High School back in 85 that you fell in love with. <laughs> okay. I kept the pick. I don't know where it is, but some I kept the pick that you threw at me on well, purpose. Well, in actual fact, I don't throw picks that often. Well, hey, so again. I was going to say. Special. If I may chime in. <laughs> okay, now it's possible that my memory is a little skewed and that it was like one of the guy guitarists who threw. Nah, <laughs> nah. Uh, Sandy, best of luck, and uh, again at the ROM in Toronto, what's the date on that? It's May 26th. Okay, and if, uh, if the cast of the Rubber Boots podcast is not left for the Stanley Cup final by then, we will come by, I will get in the front row again, we'll make eye contact, and the magic will return. It'll all come back to us. Okay, Sandy, thanks for coming on. <laughs> Sandy Horn from the Spoons. Thanks. Probably... I mean, I personally loved having Tim Raines in because he was my idol. But when Biz Nasty he liked you too, yeah, he came across. When Biz Nasty told the story of the, uh, the, house, the, of the house of No Return or whatever yeah, it was, yeah, <laughs> that's outstanding. Wow. That guy's had a life, wow. and now he's yeah. going to be he's going to be a uh, analyst next year, radio analyst for the Coyotes. Uh, I think for the I think for the Coyotes, yeah, oh, good for him or the farm team. I, I I saw it on Twitter the other day. I can't remember. I'll have to have Biz back on. Still but on the road, Biz is going to have to share his. I don't know on a nightly basis if Biz is going to be able to break down power plays, but his stories will be his better stories, than anybody yeah. else's yeah. in the world. And he seems to be willing to share them, which is yeah. good. And he's a good dude. Biz Absolutely. is just a good dude. So we love to, we thank all our guests who came on. We look forward to all the guests that we have next year on the Rubber Boots Pod. But uh, this is ending. I think this is one of the most highly anticipated things that we've done on our Best of episodes this summer live. Um, this is the full version of the Lester McLean hit single, Hello, 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 Hello. Hello. It's just hello. hello. It's just Hello? It's just Hello. Oh. And it's not to actually, be confused a, with the line. It's not well, a remake of the Lionel Richie song. Uh, on purpose, it's actually Hello, and then in brackets, How You Feeling. Oh, that's it. Well, you know, you should have right? been How You Doing. How You Doing? How You Doing? Hello, How You Doing? All right, here's Lester McLean and Hello. Uh, we'll see you again. Uh, next week, is it? Next week? <laughs> I don't know. What do we, what do we got left? We're, we'll probably be back on rent, maybe early September? Early September, maybe after Labor yeah, Day. When yeah. do you start Makes coming sense. in? Mm, late September. <laughs> exactly. Jay. No, but I'll come back. Yeah.
Here's the problem. What if we decide to do one in the middle of summer live? That's going to screw up all these things that we are also doing live, but <laughs> not at the end of June on tape. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can't do that anymore. Yeah. So maybe we'll come in after Labor Day and do one. Yeah. What do you say? Sure. Catch up on summer? Yeah. So it'll be summer. like a summer recap episode. Recap. That would be yeah. fantastic. That would be amazing because be summer's yeah. going to be crazy. It is. Lester will have more of his U2 stories. Yeah. Absolutely. My trip to Hawaii. I'm Chicago. I'm going to catch a ball at Wrigley. I'm going to Chicago. I'm going back to Cabot Links to play some golf nice. too. Uh, Stoff, what are you doing? Cottaging. Oh, Stoff's cottage stories are legendary. Oh, legendary. Oh, that yeah. one time with the thing and yeah. the dinghy. The thing? Yeah. You, you yeah, think the, the hypotheticals are bad. Wow. Yeah, uh, Jupiter? Here's yeah. Lester McLean, ladies and gentlemen, and hello. How, how's it going? How you feeling? How you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> hello. Yeah. 